My name's Lee Foster, and I'm an actor living and working in Chicago. My career is going well, but I know I have a long way to go. I'm determined to become a great actor. If you are too, I hope you'll follow me as I search for the advice and experiences that will help accomplish that goal. This is action. On this episode, acting teacher and author Ron Morosco. I got to know Ron after reading his book, Notes to an Actor. It's a brilliantly simple, easy-to-apply collection of notes on acting. That's it. It has a perfect 5 out of 5 stars on Amazon, and Kirk Douglas said, I think this is the best book on acting I've ever read. Ron Morosco studied acting at the Moscow Art Theater, has a Bachelor of Art from Fordham University, and a Master's of Art and Ph.D. in theater from UCLA. He's currently a professor of theater at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. He continues to act in TV, feature films, and theater, and his list of credits is a mile long. After finishing notes to an actor, I felt the need to thank the man who wrote it, so I found his number, and I called him. We ended up talking shop for an hour and a half, and he offered me a little advice on two auditions I had the following day, one for a national commercial, the other for the TV show Empire on Fox. I thanked him and said goodbye, and the next day, I followed his advice, and I booked them both. This first episode is a section of that very same conversation. Listen as Ron tells me exactly what to do in the Empire audition. Did you see this uh, script I sent you? Yeah. So it's pretty simple, pretty easy. It's uh, basically, this is basically what I'm being called in for now at this point. Okay, and this is, uh, this is very, very common, and I'm actually glad you brought this. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought this because I think it's a pretty common problem, which is this is a small scene. And, you know, we when you're in acting classes, you're doing great dramatic literature, and then you go out on a job, and it's a few small lines, and it doesn't seem like it's significant. And sometimes the inclination is to try to add more to it or put a, a level of dramatic or artistry in it that isn't what they're looking for at all. Mm -hmm. The thing I always tell people to look at is, you have to think of a script, when you're going on an audition for somebody to hire you, in particular for television, you have to think of it the way they think of a script, which is as a story. They're not thinking of it as acting. They are thinking of it as a story. And in television, in movies certainly, but in television... The stories are very tight, down to the seconds. They literally do, um, you know, beat sheets, they call them, where the twists and turns of the story are really the architecture of what goes on. And sometimes an actor can get in there and be acting and feel like they're really acting well, like they're putting forth a lot of emotion, um, a lot of real emotion. And what they may end up doing is actually interfering with or slowing down the twists and turns in the beat sheet that the very people that are going to hire you are looking for. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I think is you should look at the scene, and this may seem a little bit unartistic, but I think look at the scene and say, what is the function within the story? What You tell me, what's the function within the story? Okay, it's a paramedic scene. There's a lot of paramedic scenes. Give me the function within the story. Tell me what it is. Um... Well, just that very hesitation is interesting. And I, I, I say this because this should be the first thing that's on your mind and the right. thing that's already been settled right away. 
Does right. That make so sense? why why is this person in the script at all? Is what, you're what asking, is right? this moment in the script? Now sometimes you can't tell because you don't know what comes before it, but you basically have um, uh, the scene. So from this scene, you have to say, is this is this a guy that's going to add compassion? Is this a guy that's going to up the drama? Is this a guy that's supposed to really look like um, an expert? Is this a guy? I mean, so in other words, what is within the scene itself? You know, it seems to me that somebody else is freaking out in here. First line that Andre has is get away. The paramedics first line is stay calm. We need you to come with us. Right. Okay. So if you just look at basic issues of the conflict of the scene, you have a freaky person. Okay. Yeah. And that person has to be calmed. And. So what you want to do is what you always want to do with drama is you you don't want to be so commanding that this, there's not any question whether or not you're going to be able to calm this person down. So you don't want to walk in and go, well, pfft, he's going to be able to calm him down. But you also don't want to go in and look like, well, he's, he's, he's too much of a wuss to ever be able to calm this person down. Okay. So you're trying to look for the sweet spot of the drama, the sweet spot of the conflict. And in okay. this case, it's letting them know that you are somebody who could potentially set, stop this person, but that you are going to try to do your best to be diplomatic and at some point then go hold him down. Okay? Right. And you're going to take control. Right. But the mistake would be to come in already doing that, I think. Does that make sense? Right, because they don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen coming in. I'm right. going into a situation where I don't know what the right. result is going to be. I don't know if the guy is going to go, okay, yep, I'm, I'll go with you. Right. I don't know if he's going to swing at me, and he swings at me. But I don't know that that's going to happen. Right. And the other thing I think to think about is that, that again, you're basically – your job is going to be to, to eventually get some control over this situation. So that's what the scene is. The scene is a guy walks in. And he is assessing it, and he's going to be able to get control over the situation. One of the things that I think people forget is really, really important. As much as you play characters, you really play occupations in television. Um, so, yes, you're a character, but, but, but your function here is much more to be part of a certain occupation. And very much occupations, uh, the people that do this stuff have a quality about them that looks like it's not the first time they're doing it. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So usually in almost all occupations, there's a desire and actually an ability to be in control. You know, cops don't, uh, they, 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 they handle a lot. Medical people handle a lot. Lawyers handle a lot. And one of the things that I think separates amateurish kind of acting from more professional actors in situations like this is the professional actor, when they're playing the role, they look, they give you the impression that this is somebody who, as a paramedic, has walked into a scene where there's been an accident on the highway, someone's head is in the middle of the fucking road, and his wife is standing there screaming, and another person is can be saved. So that's the job that he has. So one mm -hmm. of the things I ask people to think a lot about is think about that job. You know, think about before you go in for this audition, think about not yourself. Think about the job of a paramedic. 
Go online. Right. Look at a couple of things. Imagine yeah. what that must be like. You know, um, read a little bit about that idea of as people that are in this profession wanting to be both, um, you know, show compassion, be human, and yet be in control, and that those are the things that make for them being good at their job. And right. I think sometimes people go in on these things and they don't really have taken into account, well, that's what somebody does for a living. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're used to seeing stuff like that. They're used to calming themselves. But they're also used to trying to be very human, too, at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, sometimes there's going to be um, a, a character that rises above just the details of their function in their profession. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not one of them. A lot of times they're just, you know, um, they're, they are the function of their job as it is in this case. And so one of the best things you could do is it should you should just look like you almost, that they should almost think, I bet this guy is a volunteer EMT. Right. You as an actor, you, Lee. They think, yeah. well, that guy's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, by the way, you know, I'm a part-time EMT. Does that make sense? Right. You have to look like you belong. Look like you belong. It's the same basic thing. If 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 we were sitting in a restaurant right now, at a mall, say, at a cafe, and 50 people walked by, we could cast this guy. Just look at who walks by. No, 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 he seems like, no, he seems too high strung. Uh, he seems like he's... A strong guy, but he looked like he couldn't be, you know, trusted in a kind of human situation. So it's the same sort of thing. You know, you have to say, what are the basic qualities of somebody that would make a good good, uh, um, paramedic? And I would think about that to inspire yourself. Don't just think of this, because you've got to be inspired. When the script doesn't inspire you meaning the situation doesn't inspire you. This is three lines. That's not inspiring. So when it's only three lines, you have to put in some other stuff just personally that make it inspiring. And that means sit your ass down in front of your computer and watch some of these videos. There's horrible videos of going, oh, my God, that's an accident scene. That's what this guy did. Mm -hmm. You know, and and also maybe these little touches of compassion that these people have. You, you know, I had uh, I had an experience a couple of years ago where um, I was with a friend who uh, drank way, way, way too much. Mm-hmm. And I've been around a lot of people that have drank too much. But this person drank too much, too much. And I couldn't wake her up. I, I, I mean, she was, I could not wake her up and she was beginning to, uh, vomit in her sleep. And mm. no matter what I did, I couldn't, I could not get her to wake up and it scared the shit out of me. So I called the police. Uh, I didn't know what else to do. I called the police and these police showed up and there was probably, I don't remember, there was probably four or five police officers and a paramedic, but this paramedic was like a, a shining light. Yep, a good guy. I, I think you'll find that there's a lot of people that have a story about that, about a nurse, about whatever, um, that there's the one person that's just a decent guy. Now, this also, you have to be careful because they may, you don't know exactly what they want. They may say something like, 
well, we don't want somebody that looks like he's such a good guy. Um, and that's going to be for them to decide. So I think you just have to say that this this is you, the paramedic. What kind of a paramedic would you be? That you have a strength, but you also have a humanity. I think people will go in and probably when the ones that get eliminated right away will air too much one side or another, that someone will be too, you know, stay calm, ma'am, we need you to be calm, and it won't look strong enough, or someone's going to go and be like, ma'am, you got to stay calm, and that person looks like, well, they're too much of a dick. And if it's a good show, they'll probably look for something, you know, a little bit in the middle. But I at least feel if you've really thought through being a paramedic, then then you've added something, at least for yourself, that's a little bit humanly inspirational. Because, like I said, the scene itself doesn't have anything, um, you know, it's not one of the most in- inspiring scenes. It's a small scene. And you have to look like a working stiff. And you can't make it, you can't make yourself part of the drama. Does that make sense? Right, right. I'm not the other person really. in it is the hot character. Yeah. If you get too hot... Because I mentioned this, actually, it's under the, the section on comedy in the book that I wrote, Notes to an Actor, but it's it's true for a lot of things, especially in television, that a lot of times the main TV characters are the cooler ones, and that the ones that are the guests or whatever, they're the ones that are a little bit wilder. And in this case, you don't want to be so dramatic that the character of Andre is not the most dramatic one in the thing. Right. You you are a cooler character responding to. And sometimes an actor goes in there and wants to show off their ability at being dramatic and so they're too hot and and they shouldn't be. You're not you're not the lead of this thing. You are there to be a little bit cooler to allow that other person's hotness to 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 cook. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Um I also think that the biggest issue in all auditions, especially for television stuff, is just basic believability. Um, it's not emotion is less important than believability. Right. You have to sound when you speak. You have to sound like you're a person talking. Right. Um, it's much more important to do that than to sound like a good actor delivering a line dramatically with certain things behind it that see that doesn't mean shit. Sure. They want you to be believable. Look like you belong. Look like the costume is your clothes. Mm-hmm. And what's that like? That this is a guy, you know, just imagining that kind of stuff. I think it goes back to basic issues of pretending, you know. Right. Um, and I I use online a lot as the inspiration for something because. You know, this is a scene where they've got to calm this, but they've got to tie this person down. Well, if you imagine, well, look, you know, um, somebody's standing on a, a, a ledge and they say they're going to jump and you're a paramedic and then they jump. So, you know, you've you've had situations where everything that you are diffusing is potentially a bomb. It's a human bomb. Mm-hmm. And I would view the actor that you're working with, even though it's a person reading, view mm-hmm. them that way. You know, that that's what you're approaching, that this is somebody that because that's what the scene is. Right. And I think you have to look at how this functions within, you know, the story. The other thing I want to be very strict about with everybody is often in television, the person who decided whether or not there was a comma or a period 
or a semicolon is sitting in that room. Right. I was going to ask you that exact same thing. Do everything exact. Do the lines exact. Do the punctuation exact. Ugh. There may come a time where they let you go, you know. So if if you if if you, if you want to say, you know, okay, stay calm, stay, no, no, stay, 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 stay calm, stay calm. That's not the line. The line right. is stay calm. We need you to come with us. Do right. And, yeah. That. And see, the and, thing is, is what I realized is um, when I was re-looking at this script, when I first read it, I read it as when the guy when when I say hold him down, it would be more. Um, what's I mean louder and like more forceful but then I read it's just hold him down period it's not capitalized there's no well and also when you're going to hold someone down exactly and when you're going to hold someone down you want to undercut it and make right. it calmer you know this is a guy who has had to hold people down before right and right. so exactly this is a perfect example that a lot of times actors are putting exclamation points there that aren't, and I'm looking at it right in front of me. Note, the next line right. that Andre has is in caps exactly. with an exclamation point. Yeah. And so you need that hold him down to be soft so that it gives Andre that drama. But I think as a point of pride, play every note. Okay. So that if it's, if it's um, um, just a second, do two ums. Don't go, um, just a second. Or don't go, um, 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 just a second. It's go, um, um, just a second. Does that make sense? Yeah. Point of pride. And sure. get used to it. Now, many's the time you'll have a director, because they'll loosen up, whatever. That's not true in television. Television is a mill. And they are often cutting to lines. Yeah. They do not like overlapping in television because they can't get a clean cut. So get used as a point of pride. You know, I'm working on a book about Shakespeare's sonnets right now, and I'm memorizing them, and I do them so exact. I pay so much attention to commas. I pay attention, and of course, I'm not even totally sure which, what he did and didn't punctuate, but, but I, I always say do the script exactly. And one of the things I've noticed over the years Good writers, good playwrights are very good punctuators. I'll give you a few examples. Edward Albee, Neil Simon. Look at their punctuation. It's unbelievably great. It's so right that you, you really make a mistake if you start moving it around. And it's very common in acting classes, shitty acting classes. They all it's, tell you to remove the punctuation. They couldn't be more wrong. And anybody that tells you that... You know, if it's like an orchestra, a person who conducts an orchestra saying, well, let's not read any of the notes that's written in the score. That They're an idiot. And I right. guarantee it's probably somebody that doesn't work very much in film and television. It's right. probably one of these acting people that only teaches acting classes. And so they need some busy work in acting classes, and so they give them stupid shit like that to do. Right. I've been on plenty of sets. You'll be on plenty of sets. You will never see... A, uh, an actor with his script that's had the punctuation taken out of it. Mm -hmm. And if that was a good thing to do, then every movie star in the world would have somebody taking the punctuation out of their script, and that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one of those things that's happened from shitty acting classes. And we should have a special category of some of those things that are so common 
and so hurtful and so glaringly wrong. And they're always by people who teach acting, but very rarely get paid one penny to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, 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 that's just one of those common ones that is very, very, very wrong. Get used to being able to do the punctuation exactly. And if you want to practice as an actor, just take something off the shelf. Take an O'Neill play off the shelf. Take a Chekhov play. And do it and try to do it exact to what the punctuation is there, just as a point of pride. Right. Now, the other thing I wanted to say is a lot of times in a small scene like this, in auditions, you only have a small amount of time to get um, the tension to happen and remain taut. When a scene doesn't work, a lot of times it's because it's flaccid, meaning it's just it, it doesn't have the t- a taut kind of pull, mm-hmm. a tightness of tension. And tension is always, I always say, you get a tension by a tension, meaning there has to be a tense thing that you're focused on. It doesn't mean it's it has to be emotionally tense per se. It's really just cognitively tense, meaning this is what you are really tightly focusing on. Okay? And in this case, I would just pay attention to this This is a bomb, this person is a bomb, and from the moment you're in there, you're talking with this person, they're a bomb, and you've got to be sure that they're either going to, you're going to calm them down when that doesn't work, you're going to hold them down, you're going to be sure that they're held down, and to sustain that, I'm doing something to you thing to sustain your, um, your I don't want to say f- focus, but yeah, I guess it's your focus. It's the thing that you're, um, uh, but it's actually almost a physical thing. It's like the thing you're physically, um, watching, you know, right. what is, what is the, what's the ball meaning like in tennis or most sports, are are they're relaxing because we know what we have to think about. We follow the ball, mm-hmm. so our mind doesn't wander, and it's actually relaxing because our our mind can stay nice and focused on one thing and not have a lot of busy bullshit happening. It's very comforting in a way, and sure. sometimes they they use the term objective. I don't think that that's such a good thing because I actually think it's a little bit more um, physical. In other words, if if I say that in tennis, you know, the objective is to hit the ball, it's not the same thing as just saying, let's follow the ball. Just keep your eyes on it. Mm -hmm. If I get somebody to look at something, it doesn't have to have any meaning. You know, if if a cat is looking at a laser beam, that kind of tension, what's your laser beam? It doesn't mean it's emotional. It doesn't have to be emotional. It's much easier if you know as an actor, that's the thing I need to pay attention to. God, that's so good. And just physically. You're just watching watching the casting person and say, okay, is she going to blow? Is she going to explode? Is she going to smack me? Is she going to spit? Does she have any surrender? I'm just staring at her. That's it. Rather than what's my objective and all this other stuff, you need what to to look at. You know, we don't have a single objective or even – I'm not even sure what the hell our objective is. But we can only look at one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. We really can only look at one thing at a time. I mean, we have a little bit of peripheral vision, but for the most part, you can't read two pages at the same time if you lay them next to each other. 
mm-hmm. you almost can't read two words at the same time. Right. So that visual, what the hell are you looking at, is often a lot more powerful than any kind of objective stuff. And right. I just say, keep your eye on this gal or whoever's reading with you, because she could explode at any minute. Right. Right. You know? She yep. could run, she could go, she could, you know, I always think of that, this with, you know, cops and stuff, or, or, you know, they, they're always looking. You know, right. I have a, a friend who is now in a nursing home, and he's fallen a couple of times. And now I find that when I am with him, and he's 80, almost 90, when I'm with him, I'm always almost pr- practicing. I'm always thinking to myself, he could go, he could fall, he could fall. Yeah. And that's a lot easier for me to cultivate as an actor than to say, my objective is to care for him. My objective is to, I just keep looking. Is he leaning? Is he not leaning? Is he, oh, is that, is there something in front that's, did the foot land solid? Because I can train my brain, my eyes to look at whatever I want them to look at. Right. A lot easier than I can train my brain to think of what I want it to think about. Right. Because that's the way we work in life. We focus sure. on things that are important. We don't think, what's my objective here no. in this moment? No, we right. are always looking for something, though. Literally. Right, right. You know. Um, and we talk about multitasking. Multitasking is multi-looking. That's mm-hmm. the issue of it. That's why, you know. And we literally can do it to where we go, ah, green light is coming in two seconds, so let me just write one more thing on my texting and go. So I think you're, it's always, you can trust your body more than you can trust your mind. So when you go mm-hmm. in that audition, she's, from the moment you go there, she's what you're assessing. The cast, once they start the scene, she's what you're assessing. Right. She's what you're looking at. That's what you're supposed to stay focused on. Do the lines exact and and don't look like an actor. Look like a paramedic. Right. And it wouldn't be the worst thing if you... You know, just for the hell of it, look at some of these things and go online and think, shit, man, this is what a paramedic does. Right. I'll if, do that. If nothing else, then if you, well, you're fine. If you don't get the part, it has extended you as a human being. Right. You know? So uh, let's talk about the actual, like, um, physics of the thing because I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be, I've been here, I've been to this place a number of times and it's going to be. So I know for a fact that this is a director session. So the the owner of the casting office and the directors are going to be, or the director directors are going to be in the room. There's going to be one reader over to the right. Uh, There's going to be a box on the floor, which I stand in a small box. And uh, I mean, a a tape box. And um, in the script, it says that I wrestle the guy to the ground. Okay. No. no, I mean, I, I I think that what you have to do is just keep your focus like it's happening. I almost think of of telling people as if the camera's only on your face, you know, we don't see what the hell the rest of you is doing, but I wouldn't do stuff. I wouldn't use stuff that's not there. I wouldn't mime wrestle. Okay, what about um, the the stabbing of the syringe, which I'm supposed to do as well? Mind that um, you no? may want to. I mean, you, you may want to ask about that. I think that usually once you start with miming and stuff, um, it gets a little weird. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So. Um. 
I mean, you may want, I mean, something as simple as, you know, making a sort of stabbing thing into your script or towards your script or something like that. But I think for the most part, you should, um, you know, you sedate him and then you have your next line, which is, you know, uh, you need to sign his next kin for the next one. Now, anytime you have paper, you can use the paper as, so when you say, ah, oh, you need to sign, you may want to hold the paper a little bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now, um, should I, so that, so at first I'm talking to Andre, the guy who gets sedated, and right. at the end I'm talking to his mother, who I give the paper to. Should I look, still look at no, the Always use the casting person. I know it's weird, but they're not going to have nine different people. So right. always look at, like, now that's a brand new person. So this was Andre, I look away, and I look up, and now it's the mother. Okay. So it's always how you relate to her. So okay. first it's Andre, okay? And then when you say hold him down, you may want to like tuck the script under your arm for a second. Hold him down, just like kind of watching, you know what I mean? And yeah. then take the paper out and be like, okay, now, ma'am, I need you to sign this. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can use the script a little bit, but I think too much overt miming is a, is a little weird, and they're used to it. And I would also do it lickety-split. This should take not long. Right. Because right. it's supposed to be a get a bone up, calm him down, hold him. One second, ma'am, you got to sign this out. Right. Don't take too long because it becomes flaccid. And yeah. they don't want that. These are people that literally have a stopwatch because they know they have 22 minutes or 44 minutes or whatever it is. So they are really trying to I, – I said this in um, my acting book. There was an audition guy, a casting guy, who said he almost never saw a scene that was too fast. Yeah. Yeah, They were always too slow because the instinct of the actor is to milk it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what they want because mm-hmm. the scenes are supposed to – they don't want it to take long. Right. So if you can keep it tense, get it down to a few movements, you know, I mean, assessing the person, you put the thing under your arm and you kind of reach your hands out, hold them down. Then when it comes time to sign, take the, your script out maybe and just kind of hold it like it was a thing. Uh, ma'am, could you please sign this? And if you can – do those three movements. Keep the tension of it going, and 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 stay in command because that's obviously the kind of look like you belong. You know. Thanks for listening to Action. If you'd like to find out more about me, go to lee-foster.com. That's l-e-i-g-h-f-o-s-t-e-r.com. Click the notes to an actor link on my website to find out more or to purchase Ron Morasco's book. I cannot recommend it enough.